0: what's up everybody and welcome to this week's edition of davinci cases so the way this works is we've got a clinical case followed by a board style question so we're going to go through the question stem point out the relevant clinical findings take a look at the question and the answer choices and then kind of divert for a minute and go through the relevant concepts to answering the question then we'll come back and apply those concepts that we went over to answering the question all right so for this case we have a 57 year old man with no significant past medical history presents to his primary care physician for persistent hypertension recorded at home and weakness over the past two months. So this is a middle-aged guy. He has no other uh, chronic medical issues that we know about. Uh, He's coming to his PCP because he's been checking his blood pressure at home and he's noticing that it's much higher over the past two months. And then he also has noticed some weakness as well. So this isn't exactly, you know, a acute problem, but it's also not a chronic problem. So he's coming in with this kind of subacute persistent hypertension and weakness. During this time period, his blood pressure has been ranging from 150 to 170 systolic over 90 to 110 diastolic. Those are super high. Um, those are definitely something that should be dealt with, especially if it's persistent over a significant period of time here. Um, he has no prior history of hypertension. So the big thing there is it's not like he had it in the past and you know he corrected it with like diet and exercise or took some medications and, and was able to correct it. Um, so he's got no history of this otherwise. His vitals in the PCP's office. So the temperature is 37 degrees Celsius, so they're afebrile. Heart rate is 97, so he's definitely tachycardic, and his blood pressure is 164 over 107. So that's really elevated, and that's pretty significant for a 57-year-old with otherwise no history of hypertension and no other chronic issues. Respiration is 16. His O2 sat is 98%. His physical exam's negative. So heart and lungs sound good. There's no abdominal tenderness. Um, there's no other you know signs that we need to be worried about his physician does take some labs So his notable labs are shown here below. So especially on you know, we're covering renal here So often they're you know, on these exam questions They'll give you plasma values and they'll uh, give you urine labs as well So just to go through this his sodium is 143 milliequivalents per liter normal range here is 135 to 145. So his sodium is actually normal his potassium is 2.3 And the normal range is 3.5 to 5.0. So this is obviously uh, significantly lower. Osmolality is 291 milliosmoles per kilogram uh, in the plasma. And that's within the normal range of 275 to 295. If we look at the urine, so urine sodium. So although you do reabsorb, you know, the majority of your sodium can excrete, you do excrete some of it out. And and sometimes you excrete more out than you should if there's uh, underlying pathology. Um, So his sodium is 18 milliequivalents. So normal range is 20 or less. So we're definitely within the normal range. His potassium is in the urine is 63 milliequivalents per liter. Normal is 20 or less. So this is significantly increased. So that tells me he's secreting uh, potassium. He's losing potassium into his urine. And then his osmolality is 530 milliosmoles per kilogram. And the normal range is 500 to 850. So that's normal. So to summarize the labs, I've got a guy with low plasma potassium and high urine potassium so he's losing potassium uh through his urine uh so we got to figure out why exactly that's caused you definitely want to be suspicious of some type of issue either with the nephron or some other issue affecting the the nephron or or stimulating uh, secretion of the potassium so his pcp orders an abdominal ct scan and this reveals a mass in his left adrenal gland so he's got some type of mass that's causing, uh, you know, these different abnormal lab values, causing hypertension, causing increased secretion of potassium, and so the mass on the CT is most likely secreting which of the following. So this is kind of a two-step question. You got to figure out what the kind of the underlying pathophysiology is, and then you got to figure out which of these hormones would cause that underlying pathophysiology. So let's summarize the key findings, like we always do. This is a middle-aged man with no significant past medical history that develops persistent hypertension and weakness. His plasma labs reveal hypokalemia and a normal potassium and osmolality. His urine labs are notable for an elevated urine potassium concentration, indicating loss of potassium through the renal system. And then the CT scan reveals in a left adrenal mass. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break from the case right now to let you know that DaVinci cases is brought to you by DaVinci Academy, which provides online video courses for the medical basic sciences. These courses are taught using a variety of teaching methods, including bullet point outlines, diagrams, radiology images, and chalk talks to explain the fundamental concepts. We then teach the application of those concepts to numerous clinical pearls that are frequently tested on medical school exams and the USMLE. Our video courses are available on our website, dviacademy.com, as monthly subscriptions starting at $9.99 per month. Each video course has a corresponding outline format textbook as well. You can find the link to our website in the description below. Also, be sure to use the discount code DC20 to receive 20% off any of our video courses. Now, back to the case. So, the adrenal gland, just to review here, is this endocrine organ that sits on top of the kidneys. It's kind of shaped like a pyramid, as you can really appreciate here. And it's it has you know uh, the cortex and the medulla. The cortex is kind of the outer portion. If we draw in here, then you know this is the medulla here. The medulla secretes your catecholamines, so norepinephrine and epinephrine, and then the cortex secretes a number of hormones, for example, cortisol and then aldosterone are kind of the main ones you want to think about. So he's got an adrenal mass that's secreting a large number of these. Now, catecholamines definitely could cause hypertension. They don't actually, though, affect the nephron, and especially potassium secretion. Cortisol can also cause hypertension and a number of other issues we'll talk about. Aldosterone, though, however, if you remember the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone axis, as we've covered in other da Vinci cases, aldosterone definitely affects sodium and potassium balance within the kidney. And let's actually review that here here's the axis again let's briefly go through it so you'll have for example decreased effective circulating volume that causes stimulates the juxtaglomerular apparatus to secrete renin renin then acts as uh, a catalyst for conversion of angiotensinogen to angiotensin 1 then angiotensin 1 is converted by the enzyme that is found heavily in the long vasculature which is angiotensin converting enzyme and synthesizes angiotensin 2 which is a patent vasoconstrictor, causes vasoconstriction and elevates your blood pressure. The other thing angiotensin II does is it goes to the adrenal gland and stimulates synthesis and secretion of aldosterone. Aldosterone comes back to the kidney and causes increased sodium reabsorption and potassium secretion in the distal convoluted tubule of the nephron. So if you have an excess amount of aldosterone, that's gonna stimulate an excess amount of potassium secretion. So if you have an adrenal tumor that's secreting a lot of aldosterone, you're going to have increased sodium reabsorption and then increased potassium secretion as well. And what that can lead to is hypertension, hypokalemia. Now you may be asking, then why is his plasma sodium concentration normal? Well, you gotta remember, when you have your nephron like this, and so if you have, we'll call this DCT, which is distal tubule. This is your blood vessel if you're reabsorbing sodium into the bloodstream you got to remember water is going to come with it and so since water comes if you were just reabsorbing sodium yes so the the concentration of sodium would go up in the bloodstream the issue is is that water is also going to follow sodium by increasing reabsorption of sodium you're also increasing reabsorption of water and so the concentration stays relatively the same The other thing is that by increasing the extracellular fluid volume, the ECF volume, that causes increase in blood pressure. So persistently secreting aldosterone and activating increased sodium reabsorption, that's gonna cause increased fluid volume, which is gonna result in increased blood pressure. Because if you have more fluid, you need a higher amount of pressure to move it along and perfuse everything. So as a result of that, you're going to have hypertension and hypokalemia. Now we come back to the case here. So I think we've answered this, but let's just kind of go through the answer choices and see which one, why the right answer is right, why the wrong answers are wrong. So we hit the first one here, norepinephrine kind of talked about this. So when you think of an adrenal mass secreting, over secreting catecholamines, uh, pheochromocytomas is definitely one you want to think about. Um, it can secrete norepinephrine, which causes hyperactivity of the sympathetic nervous system. Um, so this can result, that kind of the classic presentation is headaches from the severe hypertension, tachycardia, and diaphoresis. So this patient, even though he has hypertension, he's got some tachycardia, he doesn't have diaphoresis, he doesn't have severe headaches. And the other thing is norepinephrine is not going to affect potassium secretion in the nephron. Aldosterone, like we talked about, adrenal tumors secreting aldosterone will cause increased reabsorption of sodium and water, and plus increased secretion of potassium, which leads to hypertension, hypokalemia. Increased secretion of cortisol, so this is Cushing syndrome. A lot of different things can cause. You can have adrenal tumors that do this. You can have uh, lung tumors or or kidney tumors that do this. Actually, that's hypersecrete cortisol. You can have a pituitary tumor that causes increased secretion of ACTH, which then causes increased secretion of cortisol so a lot of different ways you can get cushing syndrome bottom line though is it causes a lot of different problems but mainly hypertension weakness poor healing and fat deposition in the face abdomen and upper back between the shoulders so yes you're gonna have hypertension you have weakness but the thing is is that the fat deposition this is kind of the classic um you know cortisol causes kind of redistribution of fat and fat deposition, and so you see that in uh, this is pretty classic for hypersecretion of cortisol. One other thing I should mention is that the patient's weakness, like we mentioned, that comes from the hypokalemia. So that affects the essentially the electrochemical balance across muscle membranes, and so that causes weakness. So the hypokalemia is what's leading to the weakness. So that's the other thing that kind of tip you off to. Um, aldosterone again norepinephrine doesn't necessarily affect that as well and then lastly here erythropoietin is a molecule that stimulates red blood cell production in the bone marrow and you don't really see this this for one it's not secreted from the adrenal gland so that's one way you can eliminate right there Um, the thing though is that it causes increased blood viscosity and it can also lead to blood clots as a result of that this is something that is secreted by can be a kind of a paraneoplastic syndrome where it's secreted by you know, renal cell carcinoma, for example, or some other, um, potentially some other tumors can secrete it. You also will see some athletes have reported to be using this um, to kind of increase the oxygen delivery or the oxygen uh, carrying capacity of the blood um, because it increases red blood cells. They found that that doesn't really work too well. And it's actually um, considered illegal in a lot of different sporting uh, arenas as well. Uh, that's something to pay attention to as well can be in cancer and then also they'll they'll sometimes give you tested questions where people are using this to essentially enhance their performance so to summarize this is a otherwise healthy middle-aged man that develops persistent hypertension and weakness due to an adrenal tumor over secreting aldosterone leading to increased reabsorption of sodium and water and secretion of potassium resulting in hypertension and hypokalemia resulting in weakness all right that's all i have for you this time be sure to check out all the davinci cases videos available on our youtube channel and our website dviacademy.com the pdf notes for every davinci cases is also available on our website also be sure to check out our podcast the davinci hour where we interview attendings and residents across medicine to learn more about their experiences their specialties and to get their insights on navigating a career in medicine you can find the davinci hour podcast on our website or any platform where podcasts are found. Lastly, you can find all of our video courses and corresponding outline format books on our website. Don't forget to use the discount code DC20 for 20% off.